Welcome to episode four of the Planet K2 Performance Fix podcast. In today's podcast, we're joined by our human performance expert, Dr. Chris Shambrook, who is back for a second time. Welcome, Chris. How are you? Hi, Adam. Very well, thank you. Uh, uh, good to be back for uh, another uh, little bit of conversation with you as well. So uh, uh, great that they're going well so far. Good. Our fourth one, we're growing slowly, but we're, we're building, which is um, nice. And we're hopefully people are listening and um, more we can add as the months um, go by. So I wanted to focus. Um, today's theme is all about motivation. Um, and the first question that I have for you from someone is, um, what is our starting point of motivation and why do we bother with it? Uh, well, ever, ever since Planet K2 has been up and running, motivation has been one of the sort of core ingredients uh, that, that we've shared with people, um, primarily because everything we do around performance and high performance and striving to find out how good you can be does require you know, a huge amount of energy, commitment, drive, and therefore motivation to be part of the picture from, uh, you know, from the very outset. So it seemed appropriate for us to have the, the focus on performance and, and kind of how to keep improving it, but then sitting alongside it, really practical information about motivation, um, how to maximize the quality of it and how to keep making sure it is driving your desire to keep performing and keep getting better. So that's that's kind of why, um, you know, it, it's there. And to be honest, it, it's probably one of the most practical things we focus on and coach about. And, and, you know, all of the coaches really enjoy having the conversations about motivation because, you know, everyone is, is interested in finding out another bit of information about, you know, how to be more consistently motivated. And, and they find it an interesting topic that, you know, we can all search for answers for together. In regards to motivation, when you're working um, with people, whether it's athletes um, or within businesses, do you ever get a common theme or, or question that comes up regarding motivation that people ask you? Um, common themes of questions. I, 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 I think we get common reactions where people are wanting to know, you know, am I motivated? Am I a motivated person? Um, and, and certainly, you know, there's a common thing in terms of, you know, are, are my motivation levels good enough? And, and you know, uh, d does the motivation that I've got make me a good quality performer? So I think, I think people kind of want sort of certainty and validation in some of the questions that they ask as well. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're always interesting. And I think, you know, that therein also just lies a little bit of the choice we made around using self-determination theory as, you know, the, the main approach that, that we take to helping people answer those questions because, you know, people want definitive answers, but self-determination theory does a really good job actually of just giving people a recipe that they can follow that helps them, maximize their own motivation um at any point in time so rather than you being a motivated or non-motivated person you know are you someone who understands motivation and understands how to keep working with it and you know we found sort of ed Dietrich and rich ryan's work uh, really powerful in helping uh, give people that recipe and give people control over their motivation and in relation to the um, self-determination theory, just for people sort of who are listening might not know what I was, could you explain a bit more about the self-determination theory? Yeah, sure. So, you know, really, really neat framework that just sort of talks about when people are at their most motivated, there's usually three key ingredients that are in play. Um, we've changed them all to be three C's of control, confidence and connectedness. Um, the original theory talked about 
um, three ingredients of autonomy. So when people are feeling really high quality motivation, they've, they've kind of got a sense of free will, freedom, choice over what they're doing and how they're doing it. So there's a degree of kind of intrinsic engagement. You feel that you're able to do things on your own terms. That's one ingredient. Second one is competence. So the original theory said that actually, look, when people feel like they are getting feedback that they're doing well, they're getting better, they're improving, they're uh, respected and uh, recognized for being good at something. That sense of competence is something that really drives the motivation engine as well. So that's the, the second ingredient. And and and, the, and then originally relatedness was talked to as the third ingredient where people will have a good quality motivation when they feel they're part of a quest to achieve something that couldn't be done alone you know actually relating to other people and having a sense of affiliation and belonging and being part of something that's another key ingredient so we've changed those to control confidence and connectedness um and and, and those three things are worth checking in with for anyone who's listening now just just right now you know how, how in control and how much choice do you feel you've got over what you're doing and how you're doing it? How confident do you feel that you've got what it takes and you're kind of you're growing what it takes and and, and how connected do you feel to some key activities and, 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 you know, being part of a group of people who are working towards something just worth checking in with. And mentioning the three um, C's, what, what do you think is the most important of them or which one? Yeah, and 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 I I like that I like that approach really because instantly people are kind of looking for right. Give me the order. Give me the secret. Tell me tell me what's going on. I think from a coaching point of view, and and anyone listening, you know, would just be a, a little bit annoying, but would ask the question, which is the most important one for you? Just looking back over your experiences of when you've had high quality motivation. Has there been one of those three C's that has particularly kickstarted that process? You know, so have you felt particularly that you've got loads of control because someone's giving you the, the, the freedom, the opportunity, the autonomy to crack on and do something? Uh, or, or perhaps something's happened where you've had a real kind of uh, positive hit to your confidence and you're on a roll and, and, and you know, that spurs you on and that, and that drives the motivation for you. Um, uh, but, but equally, you may reflect and see times when you've been most motivated where, you know, that connectedness and being part of something has been really important. So so we don't necessarily see individually um, one being most important, but certainly for, for sort of each person listening, it's worth just checking in with what you know to be the, the most significant influence on the quality of your motivation. I, I do think in businesses that we work in with a lot of regulation, with a lot of procedure and a lot of process, one of the ones where we most typically have impact is where we start talking to people about the sense of control and starting to take back that sense of control and bringing in more sort of freedom choice to, to the day to day environment rather than being focused on everything that you're not in control of. So, you know, very practically the control ingredient in modern day working environments tends to be one to to really look at and say, can we get some quick wins here? And if we were to to expand out, so to, to go from sort of individuals to teams, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in asking question. Um, you know, how do I go about motivating a team, whether that's um, in sport, you know, whether you're a leader um, in business or any other setting? And what's your view on that when when someone asks you that sort of question? Yeah. So, so, so instantly the, the question, you know, how, how do I go about motivating a team? Uh, that, that's an interesting one because it, you, you're instantly thinking about 
doing the motivating to someone and and, and that's why self-determination theory is so useful for us because it says actually look people's motivation is best when it's self-determined when they are starting to think about what can i do to maximize my quality of motivation so you know taking uh, taking control yourself over your motivation so to answer the question from a leader perspective create an environment where everyone is responsible for focusing on stuff that keeps you feeling in control and focused on the things where you've got most choice and most autonomy and most sense of freedom so whether that's me as an individual or me talking to another member of my team or me talking to a coach stay focused on the things that we're in control of equally create an environment where people are encouraged and supported to keep uh, growing confidence in self and each other and in the collective capacity are we all focusing on stuff that is allowing us to build our sense of collective competence sure we want to focus on stuff that might be holding us back but let's do that in balance with the stuff that is actually at the the heart of the success that we've got already and create an environment where we're regularly being encouraged to check in with how we're connected and why being connected is important so for me as an, an individual who uh, do i need to be most connected with which relationships are most important that contribute to the shared success um, but for us uh, you know as a team what are the things that we need to be great at working on together because they really accelerate our ability to achieve the targets that we're trying to achieve together so you know that it, it don't motivate people get into a situation where the team and everyone who's a member of it is thinking about are we doing the right things that keep our quality of motivation in the best health possible? And if everyone's doing that, then you actually start to get a really, really good environment being generated. So it's very much around creating a positive motivational climate for that team that you're with. Yeah, I th- yeah. So a, a, a helpful motivational climate and doing everything possible that sort of keeps the team sort of and, and the individuals within it all responsible for that. And one, one thing that you know we have found really helpful um, I think in Jim Collins's book, Good to Great, he talks about the fact that level five leaders, the people who are really exceptional at leading, he, you know, made the point that they're not actually great at motivating. They're superb at not demotivating. So actually, the really good leaders make sure that, you know, they're not inadvertently reducing control and a sense of control for the people that they're leading. They're also making sure that they're not inadvertently undermining confidence because their um, role as a leader has a big sway on someone's confidence level because of the position they're in and the perspective they hold. And, and, and these leaders also do a really good job of making sure that, you know, um, that they don't allow silos and individual sort of um, cliques to form. They're really good at ensuring that that doesn't happen. So they're not necessarily always focused on building the, the rich environment of motivation there's some you know they're typically focused on not demotivating get out the way and let people build on the natural quality of motivation that is there and then be part of that when it's appropriate and so it's an interesting area to explore especially about sort of the, the self-determination theory and i think creating that environment and it's um i think there, there are will be a lot of people listening especially whether they're a coach in sport or business who will think you know I've got to motivate those individuals. But I think that's some really great and practical tips that people can take away and, um, and try. I, I wanted to um, just ask you, you know we, know, we know you've got sort of a lot of experience within um, sort of elite sport and rowing. Are there any sort of lessons that you've learned from working in sport around motivation, which 
um, you think you, you could sort of provide some sort of tips or advice for people who are using within every day or, or things that you've just seen or learnt? Well, I, I, th- I think first and foremost, what, what, what is uh, consistently useful to remember is that everyone's motivation level is likely to go up and down. So even the Olympic athletes, you know, they're, they're, they're not super, super motivated every single day, sort of going, going into work effectively, ready to knock walls down. You know, the, the motivation levels do go up and down. So, you know, importantly, I, I, I think, one, there's an acceptance of that, but two, within the sport environment, what you have got is you've got a support network that is much more in place every day where everyone is focused on, uh, giving each other the best chance of, you know, delivering a good day's training. So, you know, rather than expecting everyone to be super motivated every day, there there are just lots of opportunities to get the support where you can rock up and maybe you're sort of feeling, you know, less in control of things. But, you know, there'll be other people around who you can um, have a conversation with and they'll get you focused back on the stuff that you need to focus on confidence wise as well there's a lot of kind of um, forensic focus on things so you can easily lose confidence but again people are there to support each other to you know reflect back on you know the track record and and remembering how good you are to be in this environment in the first place and and typically within the crews when the crews are formed you know that sense of togetherness the connectedness is really important every day as well and and so you get much more of that that built in so I think you know it's it's being able to um, realise that motivation is important. It's not always going to be exactly where you'd want it to be. But if you understand these ingredients, you can always be in a position to do something about it. And, and you know, that's that's key. And I, and I guess the other bit, Adam, that's that's important. So just for people to reflect on is that, you know, the athletes go in and they are training their mind and body every day so they are very good at kind of not just accepting that oh well that's my motivation level today they are very good at sort of saying you know what am I going to do so that if my motivation isn't where it needs to be I've got uh, I've got some ways that I've practiced getting the best quality motivation that I can so you don't just sort of um, roll over and kind of accept it You, you get very good at being able to push your motivation on whether it's good bad or indifferent on any day you, you never take it for granted you just kind of say right you know what, what do i need to do here so so i think there's um you know the, the opportunity to practice taking control of the stuff through the training environment does does help a great deal and, and people's motivational quality um you know it, it is is maximized and you, you've actually sort of led into sort of the next question which you know you spoke about those individuals and what they do what simple things sort of have you seen people doing that help with motivation um i i guess what we we've learned over the last 15 years or so um through the coaching that we've done is is that there are some fairly straightforward things so certainly like the 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 area of autonomy control you know people regularly checking in with you know where's my focus am i focusing in on things that i'm predominantly in control of like my attitude my physical preparation my mindset uh, the way i engage with people around me am i predominantly putting a lot of energy into those things that i've got lots of control over or am i actually putting a lot of energy and time and focus on things that i've got less control over so um 
the politics of the environment or perhaps the economy or perhaps some budget changes or, you know, what factors which which I, I control less. We find, you know, just getting encouraging people to check in with those are really important just so you can ask yourself, is the time and energy and effort that I'm making being focused on the things that I'm most in control of or am I just getting better at whinging about the stuff that I'm not in control of? And so that can typically kickstart people pretty well into sort of you know being more accountable to where their sense of autonomy is being focused so that that that's a good one um i think one of the other things that we're just always uh not necessarily a directly practical tip but more of a mindset thing towards confidence but certainly the other two as well you know don't wait for these things to have a dip before you start working on them you know, don't wait to notice that your confidence has gone off before we think, okay, I better do something about that. Just regularly be checking in with how my confidence levels, what can I do to move them from where they are, you know, so it becomes part of the, the process that you go through on a regular basis. In, in that way, you kind of keep feeding something that is a critical influence and, and, and you keep it in good shape. And I think, you know, that's that's one of the things that I would suggest to people find a confidence buddy or find a, a motivation buddy who you sort of regularly check in with and actually sort of go through these three C's. How am I feeling on each of them? What's the score out of 10? What can I do to, you know, solidify where it is right now or perhaps move it on a bit? And what's coming up in the next couple of weeks that I can really use to my advantage to to fuel one or more of the three C's a little more. If you're doing that regularly, you'll find you even out your motivational peaks and troughs a lot more as well because you're just taking charge of it rather than waiting to see how the environment or people around you influence your motivation and i i really like the the concept of having sort of a, a buddy or, or sort of a friend or colleague there who you can check in with i think that's a, a really simple and, and a great idea it's definitely something i'm gonna I'm, i've even thought about using um just now and i think that's a really engaging way to support each other and you're also adding to that element of sort of connectedness of, of working with someone else and connecting with other people and, and, that, and that's the great thing about these is how quickly they sort of start to sort of spin off each other as well so you know you get you, you have a conversation that helps you feel more confident and then actually it makes it easier to go and have a conversation with someone else on your team to you know get get a relationship working even better which then puts you even more in control of how you're thinking and feeling and, and you know there's a there's a very virtuous relationship between the three of them you know whichever one you start with and so you know that that's it, it's great that that sparked that thought off for you as well and hopefully sort of people listening in too uh, you mentioned you, so you mentioned a lot about sort of checking in um with ourselves does that um do you need sort of a sense of awareness there and and in terms of checking in, is it as simple as you know where's my confidence level is it you know where is it from a zero to ten you know what would you suggest that people could do there regularly in terms of using something yeah yeah you know whether it's a reminder on your phone just to check in or or, or as we say have the conversation with someone else yeah yeah naught to ten scales ten out of ten being as superbly in control as superbly confident and as superbly connected as i can imagine zero out of ten being the direct opposite um at, at which point you probably can't be bothered to score yourself because you're so demotivated but if, if you know that that naught to ten scale is really important and, and i just encourage people for you know two to three weeks in the first instance just every couple of days just check in and get a baseline so don't worry too much about affecting it but just start to become tuned into it become aware of what your kind of 
typical ups and downs are like. And, and once you've done a bit of, you know, baseline creation, then you can actually start then thinking about, right, I don't just want to keep observing my motivation any longer. I'm going to start trying to do some stuff where I'll increase control or confidence or connectedness and, and I'll take some specific actions with the direct intent of, of, of changing the numbers. And that, that's the great thing. Once you start checking in with the numbers, just, you know, choose to change them rather than, you know, just sort of become, you know, a, a marvellous observer of your own confidence levels or motivation levels. And I think it's a really simple process that anyone can do in, in a sense of starting with that baseline and then, you know, maybe building up a buddy or, or getting someone to support you with that process, which is, which is really nice. I want to have sort of one um, last question which someone's asked us. Um, I, it might have covered a few of the things which we've already explored, but, you know, I'm going to ask anyway. What's the most helpful things that we share about motivation? Um, I, I, I think getting people to really understand which of the three C's is the most helpful one for them in terms of influencing their confidence. And, and actually, I've probably found that if you ask people, think of a time when you really lost motivation in an area that was really important to you, you know, which of the three C's got affected first, that's usually, you know, a good way of just finding out which one you know, it is closest to your heart when it comes to motivation. So which which one was, you know, uh, compromised first because the other two will swiftly follow. I, I, I think that's been really helpful for us because that although also then says, well, look, if that's the most important one, if you're going to focus your time on any of the three C's, let's let's take care of that one most consistently. Let's keep that one in the rudest health possible and keep investing in it. Um, so that that's been really useful for us as well and 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 i think you know there's um there's a really nice relationship between starting to work on the motivational factors and then starting to work on your performance as well so you know we have found through using coaching and using things like the performance pie you know you increase someone's sense of readiness and and you and you help them reflect on all of the great ingredients they've got available to them you know so focusing on performance you'll get a confidence boost and you'll probably feel more in control of what actions you're going to take next as well and you'll probably be starting to think about how you take your performance ingredients and make better use of them with the people around you so you know whether it's starting on performance first and going motivation second you know the performance influences the motivational ingredients or whether you start focusing on the motivational ingredients of control confidence and connectedness that then gives you sort of an avenue into sort of being um, more discerning about, you know, really understanding who you are as a performer and what you expect of yourself because the drive is there and you want to sort of, you know, make, make use of who you are more consistently. So, you know, that, that's been really helpful for us, just that kind of reciprocal relationship between performance and motivation and, and, and just having great conversations constantly about those and, and being unambitious with it. You know, don't, don't, we don't keep looking for lots and lots of different exciting things, but just being disciplined around those core components, we find you know, that's really helpful. And do you ever find with, with individuals that they, they do try and, and focus on being really highly motivated every single day? Um, and in, in some sense that they, that they struggle with that and that leads to sort of more problems, whether, you know, instead of sort of accepting that it, it can fluctuate and go up and down. 
Yeah, I, I, I think in a way we all look at, you know, people around us and, and we sort of we, we look at people who we think, well, they're incredibly motivated. I need to be more like them. And, and, and then, you know, we have a particularly good period and, and then it drops off a bit and then we start thinking, oh, I should be more like that more of the time. And so, you know, we, we do get into a lot of, you know, wanting to find the answer so that we can have these perfectly motivated existences every day. And, and, and you know, it's great. It's great to have that desire. But actually, I think it's far more satisfying when you look at understanding your motivation, accepting what your motivation personality is and beginning to work with it and then enjoying sort of, you know, getting more influence over your motivation. That That's actually far more realistic where you're kind of, you're accepting of, you know, um, natural ups and downs, but you're also getting more confident that, that you understand what's causing the ups and downs and how to actually sort of take control of them. So rather than being a victim of circumstances, you actually become something of a, uh, you know, motivational researcher and expert in your own right for your own motivation. I think that kind of takes the pressure off of it as well. You still, you still want to have good motivation and good quality performance, but you're, you're seeking to, to find the recipe and keep applying it rather than, you know, feeling that you should be this amazing, motivated person every moment of every day, which, quite frankly, would probably burn yourself out and annoy lots of other people around you if that were true. I was, I was going to say, yes, burnout would most probably happen. Um, okay, brilliant, Chris. I just had, um, you know, another question, which you know, I remember someone asked us, um, and it relates to um, goal setting, sort of the link with motivation. We, we know that lots of businesses use goal setting um, to try and help with motivation. Do you have any advice for people on on setting goals, whether that's individually and and in teams? Lo- loads, actually. There's probably another podcast all about goal setting, but I, but I do think it's interesting connecting it to motivation. So you know, goal setting was originally sort of you know designed to to aid motivation, and and it's always an irony to me that I, I I'd imagine within most businesses you know over the last 20 years i don't think there's ever been anyone who said oh this is it's great i've just looked in my diary and i've got a goal setting meeting today i know i'm going to be so much more motivated as a result of it um so it's interesting the way goals have ended up being used within businesses so I, i would just sort of urge people to start you know just looking at the goals and thinking about what impact they have upon the three c's you know are goals being used to help focus people's effort and energy um there's many many things to focus on so are the goals really targeting where you want people to have most of their brilliance focused most of the time um because if so then it's increasing control are the goals that are being set being used to gather information and create feedback and feed forward loops so that people can build their confidence by actually having goals as uh, a learning aid. And if that's the case, great, you're doing a great job with goal setting. And, And are the goals that are being set absolutely being used to connect individuals and their role and their success to a bigger picture success for a team, a department, or the business as a whole. And if they are, fantastic, you are using goals very well. But in most parts, we see that goals take away control because they're just given to people and they're told what they need to achieve. They undermine confidence because they're just actually endpoint measures rather than a, a feedback process. And so people are constantly 
fearing not achieving that goal and are worried about the fact that they're not going to get there so their confidence suffers and the goals tend to be focused on individual performance and individual performance alone without very much direct reference to teamwork or the performance of the business as a whole. So, so goal setting has tended to end up actually harming motivation in businesses much more than it adds to it. And, and, and that's, you know, that's really unfortunate because when goal setting is used in the way that it was designed, it is an incredibly powerful motivational tool. Um, so, you know, I, I, I would just counsel people to, you know, think hard about, you know, if you weren't being set goals for you at work anyway, what goals would you want to set for yourself? that start to increase your sense of control, increase your confidence through learning and, and increase your sense of value that you're providing to everyone around you because, you know, your your goal is connected to a bigger goal. If you do that, um, then just see how the other goals that are being gifted to you by your organisation might actually be achieved by you achieving the goals that you've just identified for yourself. Brilliant. That's um, it's really interesting to to see that relationship, and, and really good to see what people can do in terms of themselves setting some some goals. I would love to sort of ask more questions about goals, but I know that as you mentioned, we can mostly you know use this for another podcast or another topic, which would be exciting. Um, just wanted to finish, Chris. On if people want to find out a bit more information about motivation, you know, where can they go? What can they do? You know, who can they get in contact with? Uh- as, as always, a, a few recommendations. I'll start with one that isn't to do with us. There is a great book by Daniel Pink called uh, Drive. I think it's the curious truth about human motivation. Um, Dan Pink's a great author. He's, he's pulled together a great book, um, predominantly on self-determination theory, but it's very practical, really good. So I'd certainly encourage people to have a look at that. And obviously, um, I'm pretty sure people have signed up to the performance room um and within there there's obviously the free download of our own perform book that there's uh, a good explanation of um the three c's and and motivation in there as well so certainly be you know there's two books to have a look through the perform book and drive by dan pink definitely ones to go with and and you'll find on the performance room um we've actually got quite a lot of specific information on motivation um and the three c's so if you actually if you go in and you use the search function type in type in motivation type in confidence type in connectedness um type in goals you'll actually find a lot of the information that that i've just talked about you know available to you in the form of tools and guides and and you'll be able to get quite a lot there as well um but yeah and 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 obviously if you want to get in touch um use the facility in in terms of asking questions through the performance room and posing a question to us that that uh, we've got that facility in there as well um but everything through the performance room.co.uk or planetk2.com um, obviously pretty good places to start and um yes yeah, send us the questions we 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 uh, curiously enough are very motivated about sharing all this stuff because we um uh, we we practice this stuff ourselves as well so uh, we will seek to respond as quickly as possible for any questions that we get Awesome. Brilliant. And from a social media perspective, if people want to follow you or Planet K2, where should they go to? Or where's the best uh, place? Best place, uh, yeah, probably, yeah. So uh, at Planet K2 uh, is our Twitter handle, and I am at Chris Shambrook. So, um, yeah, come and join us in the Twitter. Brilliant. Well, Chris, thank you very, very much for your time. Hope you enjoyed um, your second podcast. Um, and thank you um, to everyone for listening. As we mentioned, there's lots more material which you can access on uh, the performance room. That's your performance fix. We'll see you next time.